And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Space Coffee. No adverse side effects that we know of. Previously on Cautious Optimism. Just call me the boss. What's your business with Tribus? Uh, he's a member of my crew, so if you have business with him, you have business with me. Meet me in the alley behind the baby shoe factory. I don't see God. I am a God. They've just given superpowers to a teenager. I would like to try to shoot him. So you go over and you apply some bandages and stuff, and it does seem like you're getting the bleeding to stop. This is no longer about a hallucinogen. This is about something that could be weaponized. You turn around and see the boss and two of his henchmen have been standing back there watching for who knows how long. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. As the scene opens, there's a dark back alley, and the sun is setting, and it's a little difficult in the dim light to make out a spherical creature with three arms and three legs and three faces laying on the ground, bleeding rather profusely. Standing above him, or maybe kneeling above him, is a humanoid cat who appears to be applying pressure to some bandages on the wound, trying to stop him from bleeding out. There's also a large four-armed creature who also appears to be providing first aid to the injured spherical creature. There's another spherical creature, the wounded one's brother, who's unconscious on the floor, having been thrown up against the factory wall. There is two humans standing at a distance, both of which are looking towards the wounded character and uh, their teammates trying to heal him. There's also a sentient ball of slime, probably staring at the pretty lights in the sky. And as they're having some kind of conversation, the camera peers over one of their shoulders to show that 
In the background, there is another figure, another spherical man wearing a skin-tight leotard, showing off every curve of his Humpty Dumpty-like figure. And he addresses the party, No need for that. I'm already here. And that is the boss. And you guys react. All right. So... (laughs) um, I feel like everyone just kind of looks to Rory. Yep. Yes. I turn and I say to him, Thank goodness you're here. Tribus Oss just took the stuff, and I give him a look like, you know what I'm talking about. And then he went crazy. He could move things with his mind, and he took one of our pistols, and he shot Kyan, and then he turned around and shot himself. And we're trying to save him. Help. (laughs) Okay, let's make a roll to see how good a job you did with the the little lie there at the end. (laughs) The plain lie? Yeah. Oh, I have... I have a uh, 12 persuasion. I rolled an 11. <laughs> Success by one. Okay. That's by one. He looks around and surveys the scene and looks you up and down and says, so the stuff gave him the power to move things with his mind? I assume. I, I, I don't know. It all happened so fast. That must be some pretty good stuff. He walks over to the body and he looks down at Tribosauce and he says, so Trevis tested it on himself? Yes. He's an idiot. I don't doubt that he did. Okay, well, thank you for doing your part of the job. I will take it from here. You can go ahead and take the gun you said he stole from you and just tell your boss that I would be very interested in purchasing some more stuff and I'll be contacting him shortly to do exactly that. And uh, you can go. Uh, absolutely. Good luck there. And I like, like grabbing at everyone to be like, let's get out of here quickly. I feel like Kyan would have a really hard time leaving a dying patient on the floor. So can I at least make an additional medic check to see if I can stabilize him? Yeah. Why don't you and Rico both? Because Rico was helping uh, with the medicine. Mm. So go ahead, uh, Rico, make another science roll to use your biology to assist. Eight. And my science is 13. So that is a success by five. That's super good. And I have a success by eight. Ooh. Wow. Okay. That's good, too. So you guys expertly wrap the bandage, expertly and quickly, I might add. So that you don't have to be constantly applying pressure. You're the, the bleeding is stopping and you're pretty confident that he's stable now and will survive. Okay. You'd still recommend getting him to a doctor, uh, to a hospital, but uh, but yeah. And then you guys get up and walk away? Yep. Yep. And I'm going to grab my pistol. And I will grab my laser. All right. And he's just going to overlook the fact that you said Tribus took one of your guns and your two of you are taking guns away from him. <laughs> And he's looking around and he sees the box that contained the samples of the stuff. And you see him pick it up and open it. And there's three syringes in there of unused doses. And all three of his faces smile when he sees that. Hmm. (laughs) This is not good. No. Not good on many levels. No, I don't think it is. So what are are you guys leaving? Are you staying? What are you doing? I mean, I think we should go somewhere else. I don't think there's much we can do unless we want to, I don't know. No, I, I agree. Yeah. It's time to go. 
You guys are exiting the back alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's getting to be evening time. The sun is just set. Where are you going to go? So there's the side quest with the scientist. What else did we need to do on planet? I think that's it. Did we need to buy a replacement power or something? Yes. Oh, you're correct. We need bridge components and a power conduit. Did we have a guild contact on this planet? I don't remember. I don't remember if we had a name for one. Yeah, your guild representative, Anya Breck, was going to look for jobs or contacts for you and be in touch, but you haven't heard from her recently. Well, I can try to contact her on the way back to the ship, see if she's found anything. Sure. I mean, I guess we're going to stay on this ship. We're not going to take local lodgings for the night. (laughs) Is it close to nighttime or do we have time to... I mean, the sun just said it's probably like 6 p.m. Traditionally, at 6 p.m. when you're on holiday, you go and find a pub, right? That's Yeah, but yeah, we've already found a pub. <laughs> That's right, we did. Well, so is there a local part shop? Because we could just do the hand signal. Oh, and yeah. See who, and see who picks up. We want to go to the Lorndon Best Buy. <laughs> uh, are you using the hypertubes again? If we have to, if that's the only way. <laughs> I mean, there don't seem to be any taxi cabs or anything running around, so your choices at this point are to walk or take a hypertube. I mean, where would the parts shop be? Well, you'd have to go to a different part of town, because where you are right now is the kind of crummy, run-down sector. There's not going to be that kind of store around here. So you're, you're looking at probably a two-hour walk on foot. Dibs on Rico for two, partner. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, that worked quite nicely. I think uh, I think she'd be up for that again. Haas goes last. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're not making that mistake again. <laughs> All right. So last time Hank only got through because another Lorndon came up behind him and kind of pushed him the rest of the way. Yeah, Hank's head still hurts from that collision. Yeah, I don't mind bringing up the rear and creating the push. All right. Well, you guys, having experienced the vacuum tubes once before, you've worked out a pretty good system. And again, as you zip through those tubes, a lot of Lorndons look at you real funny. But uh, you get to your destination uh, just hunky-dory, and you all pop out right in front of a great big shiny best parts. So I go in and look for the cashier. So the cash register situation here is basically one Lorndon operating three cash registers. They're inside a spherical counter that goes all the way around them. And each face and hand combo is working a different cash register. And so one cashier is taking three lines of customers at once. And there's a few of these stations scattered around the entrance slash exit of the store. And uh, as you're looking at those, uh, an employee literally rolls up to you. He's rolled up in a little ball, rolling towards you. And then at the last second, boop, all of his feet and arms and everything pop out. And he says, welcome to Best Parts. How can I help you? I look at Hank. Uh, Tell him what we need. We need some power conduit. And we're also going to need one of those replacement control panels for the bridge. All right, I can help you with that. He takes out a little computer device and he pushes some buttons and says, what model of ship do you have? I don't remember. It's got chloro drives. (laughs) 
It's shaped like banana bread. <laughs> My computer system doesn't let me search for ships by <laughs> banana bread description. By what baked good they resemble. <laughs> what kind of place is this? Obviously, a, an inferior species. <laughs> Officially, the ship is a ZERP-7 cargo class. Yes, it's a ZERP-7 cargo class. Ah, very good. That's an old, old model, but we uh, we should have some parts that can work for you. Yeah, so we can replace the power complaint for uh, 10,000 lopsies and another 2,500 for the bridge component. I elbow Hank. Do the thing. I don't remember the thing, Captain. It's the nose thing. It's the finger on the nose thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll hold my finger up to my nose and do the little thing. Ah, and the employee looks at you knowingly and then puts his finger by his nose. Ah, so now what's the price going to be? He says, what's the password? Captain, what's this week's password? Crap. It's jellyfish. It's jellyfish. (laughs) Jellyfish. (laughs) He kind of nods, but his species doesn't have a neck. So it's more like he does deep knee crunches and his whole body kind of goes up and down. And he says, oh, well, for an esteemed customer such as yourselves, we can, uh, can give you a 50% discount. And let's round that down. 6,000 lopsies for both parts. Done. All right. If you all want to wait right here, I'll go uh, get your components for you. We have beverages if you'd care for some space coffee or <laughs> water or anything i'll go i'll go get your words i should have thought of drink <laughs> names in advance baby shoe coffee <laughs> oh boy i'm not good at improv <laughs> Everything on this planet is just baby shoe stuff, baby shoe drinks, <laughs> food. So I, I walk over to the coffee stand. I pick up the carafe and looking at it, it kind of looks a little green. And I look back at Captain and you see anything like this? Yeah, don't please don't drink that. And I'm, I'm going to pour some into a styrofoam cup, <laughs> swirl it around a bit, give it a good sniff. What does it smell like, Todd? It smells like coffee, but more spacey. I'll give it a tentative little sip Coffee with a hint of ozone Exactly (laughs) It's more acidic Than regular coffee That you're used to But tastes generally okay Alright, I'm gonna Continue drinking my coffee Great Now Hank's pregnant, great (laughs) (laughs) A few minutes later Three Lorendons, all wearing the best parts uniform, come up to you, and one of them has a hover dolly with a big power conduit on it, and one of them is just carrying a box with some computer components for the bridge, and the third one is the one you were speaking to originally. He seems to be telling them where to go and what to do and stuff. And the three walk up to you, and the one who spoke to you earlier says, and will you be needing any help with installation? I look at Hank. I'm pretty sure we can handle this on our own. I mean, unless it comes with free installation, I'll take any help I can get. 
Well, even for special customers like you, I'm afraid the it wouldn't be free. Should we just hand the parts over to your big guy here, your your forearmed servant? Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He doesn't feel like dealing with it, and he just extends his arms. No, 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 no. no. I step in front of him. Hold on now. I'm not from around here, but I know that's not how you talk to people. This is poor customer service. I'll take the conduit. They all three kind of look at each other, and then they just let go of the hover dolly and turn it so that the handle is facing you. And the other one holding the ship components just kind of balances the box of the ship components on the conduit on top of the dolly and they back up and he says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean any offense. Uh, we don't see a lot of off-worlders here. We just, we, we didn't know how to appropriately address you folks. Well, this is Dr. Kyan. They all stare at him with all of their eyeballs and say, okay. Well, have a good day, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. Come again. (laughs) And they roll up into little balls and roll away. I'll take the handle of the hover dolly and just kind of grumble out out the front door. Kyan looks at Hank and just kind of quietly says, thank you. I, that, that means, means a lot. I I just decency. It costs nothing. Grumbles on. All right. Where to next? I'd say to the ship to get this stuff installed in case we have to beat feet. Which is very possible. (laughs) On the way out the front door, I'm going to take my half full styrofoam cup of green coffee and pretend to drop it in the trash can and completely miss. (laughs) All right. Our pettiness knows no bounds. (laughs) Roll passive aggressive. There's now a steaming green puddle next to the trash bin. Classy. That's what they get. Now, as you look around at the hypertubes and try to figure out how you're going to fit the conduit into the hypertube, you realize that there is a much larger tube that other people are using to transport cargo. It's kind of a utility transfer tube, I guess. There are no people in it. It's just goods. And uh, it's easy enough to work out that uh, there's a loading bay and you put your cargo in this kind of enclosed pod and then the pot or the little spherical ball thing like a gerbil ball gets sucked up into the tube to whatever destination you're going to. So you, uh, you can go ahead and you do all that and you send it on its way to your ship and you guys get in the regular tube. And after a short Ride in the suction tube, boop, you're back at your ship, and your parts arrive a moment after you do. Nice. Let's get to installing. All right. We're going to need some mechanical checks from your engineer. Mechanical. Let's go. Which part are you installing first? I imagine the bridge component to be the easier one. Sure. Okay. Knock the dust off the dice with that one first. My mechanic and engineering all falls under artificer. One of these days, I'll understand how the system works. <laughs> See, so level four, so that would give you equal to your IQ of 12, and then plus four on top of that, I guess. So you would need 16 or less. Okay, I rolled an 11. So you will succeed by five. That makes you really, really good. <laughs> it's almost like the leftover slime helped it slide right into place. There you go. <laughs> Pre-lubricated. Ew. So, 
so yeah, the installation <laughs> goes swimmingly. Fantastic. I want to look over at Hollis and tell him, hey, try to keep it together next time, bud. This, these things aren't cheap. Oh, sure thing. <laughs> I guess it's time to get some power coupling coupled. And see another roll. That's another 11. You expertly install the power coupling and all the uh, electricity is flowing just like it should. You're starting to feel really good about yourself and this ship. And as you turn to walk away, the automatic door doesn't open at first. And you have to step back and step towards it three times before it finally registers and opens. And you become less confident in the ship. <laughs> I feel like working on the cautious optimism is like owning a house. Something is always broken. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Cautious Optimism, and I hope everyone's looking forward to a fun and relaxing Memorial Day weekend. No comments this week, so we're jumping straight into the promos. Let you guys know a little bit about what we're up to. If you aren't listening to Bama Shock's King of the Heel, you're really missing out. They have all sorts of campaigns running over there. Curse of Strahd runs on Thursdays and features guest DM Rockman. Sundays, the channel hosts Storytime in Eberron at 6 p.m. Central. Rime of the Frost Maidens is on Saturday, and Dungeon of the Mad Mage is on Wednesdays. Go find all of this and more on twitch.tv forward slash Bamashocks. On episode 472 of Girls Gone Wow last week, Kaz, Cherry, and Shoral, who shouted out to us on Twitter last week, joined Raven and EJ in a raid-leading roundtable, where they discussed what it's like to lead casual teams in modern World of Warcraft. And this week, on episode 473, Marie joins to talk about the differences between playing on North American servers versus EU servers. And finally, you can, of course, catch Kelly on her podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, Todd and his show, Nerdberg Review, and me on my show, Geektitude. And of course, most of these podcasts are part of the Geek2Geek Media Network. And speaking of the Geek2Geek Media Network, we are in the middle of our first ever Spring Fever Party. Everyone on the network is getting involved with Q&As, giveaways, and live streams, the last day is Monday, so join the party. And since this is an actual play podcast, and you're listening to it, you probably have at least a passing interest in tabletop games. So go sign up for the geek to geek Patreon over at geek2geekmedia.com forward slash Patreon. And for as little as $5 a month, you can get a copy of this month's geek to geek magazine, which is all about tabletop gaming. If you have some time over this holiday weekend, we'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us on our dedicated As the Dice World channel on the geek to geek Slack. We finished our second month of weekly Cautious Optimism episodes. Should we keep going with this? Let us know. Of course, you can always email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do so by clicking on the link on our website, asthedicerollcast.com. You can also check out our Twitter at asthedicerollrp, or our Instagram at asthedicerole. That's it for me this week. Let's get back to the cautious optimism and see what other moral dilemmas our crew can get themselves into right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, beep, 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 beep. comics, beep. movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. 
That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. So I suggest we just have dinner on the ship with rations. I don't know if we want to go back into the town through the tubes to get a hotel room and go through all that. I got a feeling somebody's going to be contacting us soon. I mean, you think we could order a pizza? I mean, is that a thing here, I wonder? We could look into it. Okay. I'm really nervous about the fact that the boss is not only in possession of three doses of basically super drug, but that we kind of, whether he believes that it was the kid or not, we're involved in the wounding of one of his people. So I'd like to maintain a position where we can hightail it out of here if we need to. Do we need to contact Slog and let him know what happened? I don't think that's a bad idea. We could also contact the bug guy. That's true. The Zat guy. Yeah. The guy who wants the Zat, yeah. I think I have his uh, space phone number. Yeah, because he could come here and he might be able to bring a pizza on the way if that's a thing. I think we're supposed to go to him. We're supposed to take the Zat to his laboratory, I think. Yeah, but he wants it, so he can come. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the position of power here. Yeah, but um, I think Rico would probably be quite keen to see his lab. Oh, that's true. Like to, you know, go nosing around in another scientist's like laboratory. That would be pretty cool. I imagine Kayan is also, uh, Kayan, sorry, is also pretty interested in having a nose around some proper equipment. Yeah, it would be interesting. Although I think I have a disadvantage or quirk that, yeah, careful. <laughs> I just have a quirk called careful, <laughs> which means he just, he not, he doesn't put himself out there that often. Fair enough. It's a lot more boring than the disadvantage that uh, Hank has. <laughs> it's true. I think it plays well with the fact that I, one of you have curious and one of you have nosy. I have nosy. I have curious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rico's all about like wanting to go and press some buttons in somebody else's laboratory. <laughs> well, is that something we can do tonight or are we going to do that tomorrow? I mean, I think that would be more of a daytime thing. Yeah. Yeah. He was a like professional scientist, so that's his day job. So Alright, well then let's call Slorg. Alright. Beep beep pop pop boop. Slorg here. Yeah, uh, this is uh Captain Shand. Uh we made your contact and there were some troubling results. A bad reaction to the um product? Bad for everyone else. Very good for the Lorndons. Good for the Lorndons. Well, <laughs> That should be good for business. Eh, I don't know if you want to make them uh, super psionic soldiers. I don't know if that's a, a thing that interests the rest of the of the world. Whoa, super psionic soldiers? Well, I mean, the soldiering will eventually come. Yeah, uh, it, it gave one of them telepathy and telekinesis. That's amazing. Oh, boy, we're going to make a fortune. Eh. I'm going to go about uh, securing a lot more product from the planet. Wait a minute. Uh, You don't think this is a bad idea, ultimately? Militaries have deep pockets. Yeah, and you have uh, deep places to hold bullets 
<laughs> in your body. They're not going to attack their supplier. Yeah. We'll make out like bandits, but legal bandits. Well, no, not legal bandits. Yeah, the metaphor holds. We'll make out like bandits. <laughs> awesome. Well, have a good night. <laughs> you too. <laughs> okay, I've got a question. Yeah. Because, and I think I got this wrong last time too, but I'm going to double check. The Lorndons are not the species that tried to attack Raven's planet. Nope. Okay. Nope, nope. Nope. They're not the Galaganars. No. Galaganarians. Sorry. Because that would definitely be a vital piece of information. (laughs) Rico would have said something by now. That would have been, no. No, that's a different different thing. Did we get paid for this drug deal? Oh, yeah, there we go. He's going to pay us 10,000 lopsies. So here are some new questions for us as a crew. Where's everyone at? I mean, I'm at this point now formulating plans to contaminate the tears of the gods. <laughs> so, I mean, where's everybody else at with this? Because we're kind of tied into the guild now, and it's not going to be like we're going to be able to refuse this transfer easily. I could probably come up with something that would neutralize the effects or at least reduce them. We could just kind of shrug that you. Such a cat. <laughs> this doesn't immediately concern me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. She's gone back to reading her pad. She thinks she humans are really focused on some weird ethical questions. <laughs> Captain, I, I, I'm a little confused at this point. So we're okay with being drug smuggling dealers, but we're not okay arming a people? Well, so- I mean, like, are, are we trying to draw a line here? We're okay with smuggling drugs, but we're not okay making people super? Well, yeah. And here's my reasoning. Because if a bunch of Lorndons are rolling down a hill because they're high, <laughs> that can't hurt me. Um, but if they become a super race of telekinetic telepaths, they could be hired by someone who's evil or controlled by someone who's evil or just become evil themselves and take over the whole galaxy. One of those affects me, one of those doesn't. The one that doesn't affect me, I was happy to do. Now the one that could potentially put all life in the universe in trouble, I'm a little concerned about. Got it. Why couldn't it just make them high? Why couldn't it just make them want snacks and roll down a hill sleeping? I don't... Why is life complicated? <laughs> it's supposed to be a simple drug deal. I bet the phrase, it was supposed to be a simple drug deal, has been made many times. How did this go wrong? It was supposed to be a simple drug deal. I can't believe this has gone wrong. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, what's your next step here? Is that going to be dinner soon? (laughs) The party takes a long rest. Yeah, I'm I'm, like ordering space pizza and getting some shut eye. (laughs) And then taking a dead bug to a stranger tomorrow. (laughs) Just another ordinary day. Just a Sunday. Perfect Sunday. All right. Well, there is a delivery. There are several delivery restaurants (laughs) that will bring food to your spaceship. And none of it is food that you're at all familiar with. But you find the closest thing to a pizza that you can. And when it arrives, it is bread with cheese on it and some kind of meat you don't recognize and uh, blue sauce. And instead of being in a circle, it's a triangle. And it's a triangle cut up into smaller triangles to be the individual slices. And I would say that it 
tastes pretty good to all of you except Rico. Her her cat physiology is not into the blue sauce. Really, I just want some meat. Honestly. So I give her all the meat off of my slices. <laughs> she sort of looks at you, although she does eat it. She looks a little <laughs> bit the same. <laughs> Should we fast forward to the next morning, or do you guys want to do some conversating? So, Kyan, you haven't said anything other than you might be able to contaminate it. Like, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm definitely not happy with the idea that we could be creating a super race of telepath telekinetics. And so I am all for doing whatever we can to make this not happen. One of the biggest concerns I've got is that if it's not us, it's going to be somebody else eventually. So I feel like there's a bigger problem here. Can't does anyone have the technology to nuke this planet from space from orbit? <laughs> I mean, there there are powers in the galaxy that have super weapons that could devastate the planet. Oh, I meant us. I meant us in the in the, in the <laughs> oh okay us in the galley. That's what I was talking. About. That, that may be maybe overreaching just a little bit. Okay, so that all right. Scratch that off the list of possibilities. Could there be a way to tip off, like, intergalactic cops without getting ourselves arrested? I don't know. Have you seen that? I mean, what are the cops going to do? Well, I mean, if they find out that this is, like, a major concern, they can maybe put some more, like... um, Like, restrictions on how we're making money right now? Or just, like, checkpoints or something. Rico just, like raises an eyebrow at you and is like, I thought we were drug dealers. We want to get the police to make it more difficult to be drug dealers? That seems bizarre. Again, like like a, a casual high is not as big of a deal as a super race. Like, this is concerning. I don't think the guild would be very happy if we made drug dealing or indeed any other illegal activities more complex for them. The whole point is to do it without anybody knowing that we did it. Yeah, yeah. There, there's an ancient Earth movie called Reefer Madness that warned us that this is what was going to happen. It's, it's true. They warned it's- us. <laughs> we didn't listen. Here we are, hundreds of years later. <laughs> I do not believe I have seen this movie. Well, it told us this would happen. You think it's just small fun and games and then it destroys your life. Is this how prophecy works on your planet? Uh, no, just just bad cinema and eventually musicals. Yes. <laughs> what? Musicals? What is a musical? <laughs> like, should I explain Cats to her or will you? <laughs> <laughs> I thought cats were worshipped on your planet. Well, they are still. I think we should avoid angering the guild, because I think they're probably more powerful than we are. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess, I mean, now we're going to have to be keeping secrets from the guild, from Cousin Slorg. Well, Cousin Slorg already knows. (laughs) We're going to have to kill him. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) So much bad from this. Captain, if I may, I wonder if this is something the guild would need to know about. Maybe they have some way of dealing with preventing super races. Ooh. Or maybe there's a bylaw we could enact 
But hold on, the guild doesn't know that we did this, right? They they didn't give us this job. Yeah, this isn't a, this isn't a guild job, is it? Or is it? Because they know. No, this this came directly from Slord. From Slord, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm at a loss. I still the only thing that I can think of is figuring out what about Tears of the Gods does this to the Lorndens, and then somehow neutralizing that if possible. I mean, we'd have to know an awful lot more about London physiology, I think. It's definitely doable. I wonder if the scientists we're going to visit tomorrow will be helpful. We could certainly show some interest. There's no guarantee that they will ask us to do the re- remaining drug runs, that they might give the job to somebody else. I mean, yeah, that's true. Ah, uh, conundrums. <laughs> Problem solving. <laughs> No one ever told me being a space pirate was going to be difficult or have to make decisions. <sighs> break, break into hotel rooms, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to solve this problem tonight. I'm extremely tired. I'm going to bed. <clears throat> yeah, I get to bed as well. Same. Same. We fast forward to the following morning. Everybody wakes up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Rico is never bushy-tailed in the morning. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. As some of you are getting up and having some more space coffee or or what have you, uh, Haas is just kind of chilling in the kind of uh, lounge area, the break room or what have you. Uh, And he's got the, the local television on. And you might overhear from the TV a news bulletin Two Lorndons were found dead this morning in the alley behind the uh, rundown baby shoe factory. Which is, of course, a famous factory that everybody knows exactly what we're talking about. One of the Lorndons had been shot twice, once by a slug thrower and once by a beam weapon. And his brother had also been shot by a beam weapon. In other news, last night, the uh, third bank of Tripletopia was uh, burgled. Police have no leads. There is no fingerprint or DNA evidence at all. All the security cameras were mysteriously rotated out of the way, so they couldn't see anything. But there's no evidence or indication that they were touched or maneuvered in any way. The doors and vault were opened and cracked into without being touched by any DNA evidence, fingerprint evidence. The police say it wasn't even gloved hands. It was as if everything was moving by magic. The criminals made off with 200,000 lopsies. And again, the police are completely baffled at this time. We now return you to your cartoon show. (laughs) So much for caring about your nephews. But we know they have at least 200,000 lobsies. (laughs) (laughs) You know they can pay us. They can afford to pay our rates. Brilliant. Because if we can't stop them, we might as well profit off of them. He also killed two of the only people that know what the drug does. That's true. That's true. I now feel like there's a target on our back. Well, no, because if if we were to raise a if we, if we raise a fuss, he uh, he can't get any more if he shoots the messenger though. Because Slaw came to us because he was having difficulty find, finding people to do this run for him. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe this is why. <laughs> <laughs> Plausible. Well, let's deal with the bug right now. 
because I don't know that we're going to be able to immediately reconnect with the boss right this second. So we might as well do something that we know we can do. Yeah. And I'm going to hide my pistol in the secret compartment in case someone goes looking for ballistics. Mm. It's not a bad plan. Yeah. Seems like you're cool. So if we could stop at a weapon store on the way to the scientist, I'd appreciate it. Fine with me if we could find one. Target on my back and unarmed at the same time kind of makes you feel a certain kind of way. Here's my thought. If we all of a sudden go purchasing weapons, that might be a little bit suspicious. Just something to keep in mind. Well, it's just him that needs to buy one. We've all got ours still. Oh, what, what am I saying? I, I tell you what, I will, I will equip my electrical tool pouch just full of screwdrivers. I'm good. <laughs> Are we going sciencing? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I think we're going sciencing. Next time on Cautious Optimism. You have to be a member of the scientific conclave to have access to this. Don't worry, we're not sharing your DNA. Sats are one of my two major scientific interests. Do you have a moment for me to uh, show you the foundation of my psionic theories? As a scientist, it's not my place to judge the morality of how the technology is used. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at Geek2GeekMedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at AsTheDiceRollCast.com.